Hey there, everyone. Before we get into the show today, I've got an exciting announcement to make. Dominionated has launched a Patreon, finally. Currently, we just have a one tier set up. At $1 a month, you'll receive an exclusive MP3 every month from a Canadian artist, and you'll be helping keeping the site online, and you'll be contributing to continuing our independent coverage of Canadian music. All good stuff, I think. If you head to dominionated.ca, there's a big old banner that says support Dominionated on Patreon. If you click on that, you'll you'll be where you need to be. You'll be on our Patreon, and uh, if you can figure out how to donate every month and become a Patreon of Dominionated, you'll be helping us keep the site operational and uh, ad-free and all that good stuff. So if you can spare a dollar a month, we would really appreciate it. And if you can't, that's okay too. We, we will keep on keeping on with the content. So... Uh, on to the show. Hello and welcome to episode 26. 20 or 20. I'm Mackenzie Cameron, and I'm really excited to share today's conversation with you. Kylie V is on the program. We spoke right before the release of their debut album, Big Blue, which you can go purchase on Kylie's Bandcamp right now. Kylie is just 17, but their songwriting and musical vision is way beyond their years. You know how up until like the early 2000s, everyone was the new Dylan, Springsteen was the new Dylan. I think the last person to be, you know, earnestly labeled the new Dylan was Connor Oberst of Bright Eyes. Well, Kylie just might be the new Connor Oberst, in my view. Exceptional stuff here, and it really is just the beginning for Kylie. I think we should hear a little bit of what Kylie is capable of, uh, and then we will get into our chat. So, from Big Blue, this is Kylie V with a song called 510. I bathe in waterfalls on the side of the highway 500 clicks is never kept down before you speak in freezing tongues that cradle the mountain tops I never thought that you could leave me wanting more
Kylie V, welcome to 20 or 20. Thanks for being here. Hi, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Uh, just before we get going, uh, in case anyone is listening who hasn't heard the show before, how it works is I have about 20 questions to ask Kylie. If uh, I don't ask all those questions within about 20 minutes, then we'll save them for next time. Uh, does that all sound good for you, Kylie? Yep, sounds great. Sweet. So I'm going to start my timer, and I'm going to ask you my classic uh, first question, which is, where do you live, and why do you live there? I live in Surrey, British Columbia, which is fairly close to Vancouver. I was born in Vancouver. I grew up in Richmond. I moved here when I was about eight, when my mom got remarried, and yeah, I live here because I am 17 and can't move out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that uh, is restricting in some ways, but you know, you're all. I feel like you're almost at the point where, like, maybe you'll yeah. be getting out of there. Although soon you know, enough. All, yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and and you know, uh, we're gonna be out of COVID soon, so maybe you can. That will probably help. Whew. Yes, feeling good. Um, yeah. So my brother-in-law lives in Vancouver. I'm going to give you a, uh, a bit of a boring, quick boring story. Yeah, okay. Uh, and we were there a few years ago on this like long, beautiful hike out to a waterfall. And we passed mm -hmm. all these like small children who in my memory were, were sprinting the trails. Like, and I'm like huffing and puffing <laughs> and everything. And my brother-in-law looked at me and was like, mountain kids. And kind of just shrugged. <laughs> Are you a mountain kid? I I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing. I let me let me the guy from Toronto tell you that mountain kids is a thing. That's that's <laughs> a new phrase, a new concept to me. I mean, I've always I've lived really close to the ocean my whole mm. life. Like I live really close to White Rock, and when I was younger, I lived really close to the beach in Steveston, and so. I don't think that actually really influenced the fact that my album is heavily inspired by the ocean, but maybe it did subconsciously. Maybe, yeah. I, I so so you're not a mountain kid per se, but but the, but nature is yeah, is definitely. Um, yeah. So I'm curious when, um, as you said, you're 17. So like, yeah, um, you're you're a young person. So when did music become a really important part of your life? Like maybe not even writing music, but just like as a fan of music. Mm -hmm. As long as I can remember, I've wanted to do music. I come from a fairly musical family, although it's a completely different vibe than what I, I do. My mom sings in cover bands and my dad's a drummer. And so it's kind of just been a huge part of my life for as long as I can remember. I think I started writing songs when I was about nine or 10. And they started getting good when I was like 14. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Like most people don't start until they're 14. So I feel like that's uh, that's pretty. And, and and I guess like being a fan of music and like music being around yeah. you was always kind of hand in hand with writing it and performing it. Like it, it didn't seem like two yeah. separate things to you. It's it's separate things, but they're they're connected, I think being a huge fan of music really influences what I create but I think consuming and creating music are two completely different experiences for me but they are connected and does one inform the other both I'd say I I am really heavily influenced by the music that I like 
and I also tend to seek out a lot of music that's like genre similar to what I make that makes sense yeah that makes yeah. sense so you said at 14 you got good what what was like what <laughs> what what first of all who who did you realize that you were good or did someone tell you that you were good and then on after that like what what like led to you becoming good per se I don't I don't know I still I still kind of struggle with thinking that I'm actually good at what I do but when <laughs> I got into the local music scene when I was 14 I went to a couple shows and I played my first show and did my first release towards the end of 2018 when I was 14 and I guess I just something clicked in my brain where I was like okay I can just make music and put it out into the world there's really nothing stopping me from doing that yeah so yeah. and then and then and and was it like um was the this sound that you kind of have which is like i would say singer songwriter kind of emo folk vibe that you have going Ooh, on was that yeah. always was that always the thing was that always kind of what you were going with or did you ever kind of veer in different directions until you settled on the sound yeah when i was much younger i was really averse to being a folk musician um I was absolutely not the case now, as is probably obvious. But yeah, it's it's definitely been just a constant evolution. I don't think I'm done developing my sound anytime soon. I don't think I ever will be. I well, I'm I'm oh, glad to hear that you're not. Oh, good. Uh, my yeah. cat's some my cat's somewhere around here. I don't think I think she's sick of us being home. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I'm glad to hear that uh, you don't think that you're done exploring sonically because I think at 17, most yeah. people have just begun. So I think that's a cool um, thing. I'm very <laughs> young. I don't think I can say I'm really done with anything yet. We could dream. So I guess that kind of gets us up to present day. Um, your album Big Blue is here. I think by the time people hear it, it will be out yeah. in the world. How are you feeling about it being released? Like I should, I, you know, we, we are speaking before the release date. Yeah. So like that might change once it's actually out. But what is the vibe right now? Um, I think we're five days out now. I have not processed it in my brain yet. Um, <laughs> it's 
really, really exciting and it's really, really overwhelming. I'm doing all of the, I'm self-releasing it. I'm doing all of my own PR and everything. And it's, it's been very intense. It's been a really, really fun, educational, but also really stressful process. I mean, I'll, I'll do it again. I'll do it until the day I die, but it's, it's intense. And so I think I've kind of focused too much on that to really reflect on how I'm feeling about it yet. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe in a month or so I'll, I'll, I'll send you a message and ask you how you're doing. Um, I mean, are you, are you doing this, um, like in conjunction with doing school and stuff? Like, are you doing all of this stuff? Well, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm trying to maintain a music career. I have a very, very part-time job and I'm trying to graduate grade 12. So my life is stressful how how do you do it like how do you do it beats me Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah I really I I do online school and Mm. I'm doing basically the bare minimum because I realized what I needed to graduate and a lot of it is just elective credits now so I am doing like the minimum amount of schoolwork needed but it is definitely still a lot but you know what you want to do after you want to you want to hit the road, pursue music, and yeah. And make I mean, your life. as soon as that as soon as that becomes like available to me. Your first album, uh, Lotus Eater, was recorded almost entirely on your iPhone, right? Yeah. And and now this album was recorded in a proper studio and was produced by uh, Harley Small of Vancouver band yeah. Peach Pit, who I think are one of. Am, am I wrong in saying that they were kind of a big inspiration for you early on? They're a huge inspiration. Chris from Peach Pit was like the original inspiration that got me to start playing guitar. Um, Yeah, huge influence. And I was, there was, there was a lot of like plans that kept falling through when I tried to start making this album and Eventually, I was just like, okay, who's the dream producer to work with? And obviously, my first instinct there was to go with Harley because he produced one of my favorite albums, which is the the Peach Pit record. Okay, and how trippy how trippy is that that it like happened and worked out? Um, I I messaged him on Facebook. We were Facebook friends because I was going to play a show with him a while ago before that and I I messaged him and I was like hey would you be interested in this and he said yeah actually you were in my dream last night and I was like what okay so (laughs) this is this is this is falling together (laughs) and then and I mean I think uh, anyone who listens can hear like the sonic difference it's like your sound is has gone from kind of lo-fi to this high def real quote-unquote like real sounding um recording Is it crazy for you to listen to it and think like, wow, this sounds like I, everything I could have dreamed of kind of thing? Absolutely. It's it's very, very exciting for me because it's the, the quality that I wanted to make instead of being limited by just what I have in my basement. Because with, with Lotus Eater, which I, I don't like calling an album, Big Blue is my debut album that was just a bunch of songs that I wrote and recorded when I was 14 and put out into the world because I <laughs> felt like I just had to sure. <laughs> um, but yeah it's a 
completely different experience creating things when you don't really have any limits on what you can do versus just creating things out of necessity. And was the production experience like a pretty collaborative between you and Harley? Like, was it like you guys would would bounce ideas off each other and, and build from there? Yeah, definitely. I'm a huge perfectionist. I would send him like really long detailed Google Docs about like where I wanted each track to go. And he's just fantastic at what he does. So he would go with what he thought would sound good out of that and do, do his own thing. Like he added some synth and tambourine towards the end that I just wasn't expecting and ended up being some of my favorite little moments on the album. Yeah, it's really, really great collaborative experience for me, especially as someone who doesn't really or hadn't really worked with other people prior to recording this album. I mean, the the results, I think, are really remarkable. Like, Thank you I, so much. It, it, I, I was listening to it and I was trying to think of like analogous um, albums or musicians that kind of like fit your you know, are your age and, and writing at the level that you are writing at. And the only one that I could think of that was kind of outside like the big pop machine or like, you know, Taylor Swift and, yeah. um, and they're like, they're examples of younger people, but they were, you know, um, trained to be, <laughs> to be this kind yeah. of person. Um, it was bright eyes was the only, th- the only person I could think of. So, um, I don't know what I, I don't know if huge, that means anything to you, but huge Connor Oberst fan over here. Uh, Definitely too. like, yeah giant inspiration for this album um yeah that is the 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 dream compliment to me thank you so much (laughs) you're welcome i I love bright eyes well i i didn't know that but i hear it in the music it feel it has a it has a very like similar vibe to it a similar like emotional quality but then also again like that same like quality of songwriting and production and all that thank stuff so you. kudos to you and harley uh, on that thank you um, so much and so i guess like sort of along the same lines listening to your album i'm so struck by the quiet emotional intensity and honesty that i think sometimes songwriters take like a lot longer to tap into than you have like maybe they can only convey the huge emotions of being a teenager once they are in their 20s um you're 17 conveying these feelings with like grace and empathy and like skill beyond your years frankly I'm, I'm 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 puffing you up here but i i really feel like you're ahead of your your you're beyond your years um and i'm kind of curious about that connection because i think for your generation kind of growing up on the internet and in an era where expressing yourself and being yourself is so encouraged does that make it easier to express those emotions or like maybe not easier but like more natural yeah i i think so i i think i i think i got there really early but i also think all the friends that i have who are my age are also very in touch with their sense of self and stuff now and a lot of a lot of the like older musician friends that i have would be like, wow, I wasn't nearly that in touch with my emotions or like who I wanted to be when I was your age. And I don't know if it has anything to do with just actually it probably definitely has something to do with the fact that we all grew up online and stuff. But it's just 
I don't know. Maybe it's because the planet's dying and we all have to just get our stuff out now. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what prompted this generation or me specifically to tap into that earlier or easier. But yeah, that's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, maybe it's like you said, it's that ticking clock. It's that feeling like, oh, like I better do what I have to do now <laughs> before I, yeah. it's too late. I try not to think about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really blame you. Well, it, it, this kind of brings me to my next question, which um, in the first track, a story if you want it, which like, oh, dude, so good. Thank um, you. There's a line that really struck me, which is surviving is a form of art and that's all we've got. And that line struck me as both very simple but very profound in, in a way because it, it's true for on an individual level. It's true for one-on-one -on -one relationships. And then even bigger picture, it's kind of like the story of humans in general. Like yeah. we are survivors. So like here we are in the midst of this global pandemic with climate change becoming more real every day. And I'm guess I'm curious where you were coming from with that line because it just struck me as very prescient and um, yeah, profound. I hmm, I think a lot of the songwriting that I did on this album is very, very personal, very specific, but it also, in, in that track, I definitely went for more big and sort of universal experiences. I don't know where I was coming from there, but I think significance behind that is that there there's always so much that can happen. There's so much that can go wrong given time, but at least, at least we can just like keep going. <laughs> and I think that that definitely became really meaningful in the past year when all we really have going for us at this point is just not dying. Have you written my name? Has it rolled off you? I'm curious about the title of the album and then also the song. I think Big Blue yeah. is very is a very evocative title. Like it makes me think of both the ocean and the earth and and nature and all that stuff, but then it also makes me think about like depression and general sadness and yeah, stuff like no, that. Yeah. You got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you know, a part of me feels like climate change is something that maybe seems abstract um to a lot of people. But I actually think it affects us at like a very deep emotional level that maybe we aren't in tune with um, yeah. or can't even like express really in a way that 
we're used to expressing our, our feelings or whatever. Mm-hmm. And your songs are kind of littered with these nature references. Is the future something, is that something that like, um, I know you said you don't try and think about it too much, but yeah. do you, is it, it's kind of under the surface. Is it always, is it, does it affect the way you choose things or think about things or make decisions? I mean, I try to, I try to be as sustainable as possible. And I think, I think that's a pretty constant thing that's on my mind. I don't think it, I write about it very much, but I, I, I don't, I try not to let it weigh down on me in daily life, but, uh, at this point it is kind of impossible. (laughs) Are you a hopeful person, Kylie? Yes. I think that is one of the only things that keeps me going at this point with everything. I mean, I'm so young and like, I don't know. I haven't hugged my friends in like a year. I don't really know what I'm doing with my career at any given moment. I just kind of cling on to that, the fact that this is what I want in life. And yeah, I don't know. I think that's basically what keeps me going on a daily basis is just having the hope for things to improve or change or something. Yeah, I think being hopeless right yeah. now is kind of like a way, uh, like the most useless thing that you can be, right? Yeah. Like, if you if you lose hope, then I think, you know, hope is kind of all we have. I think you're right, which is very depressing. No, but but, but also, yeah, the opposite, right? It's like at least we have something, right? Yep, yep. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, this pandemic has obviously been hard on everyone. Um, but you know, beyond seniors and those who the virus poses like a very real threat to their lives. I feel most bad for folks around your age because like a major part in my mind of being a teenager is being around your friends, you know, falling in love, falling out of love, figuring out who you are by being around other people. Um, yeah. And then on top of that, you as a musician, you know, haven't been able to play shows and connect with your you know, fans and other people that way. How have you been able to stay positive and like stay alive <laughs> this past year? Um, it's it's been rough. I I used to write like at least a song a day. They weren't always good, but like for the past couple of years, I've been writing so much, and that kind of all stopped a couple months into the pandemic because I just nothing's happening to me. I write I write so much about my experiences with other people my friends and stuff and just like feelings that I get when I'm outside alone and really none of that is happening anymore and I don't have any like inspiration if I I think if I wasn't in the like tech native generation or so they call it I really don't know how we would all be surviving at this point because the only thing that I have for socialization is like FaceTime and you know the good old Instagram messages I played I've played a couple live stream shows but it's just it's it's rough <laughs> it's rough I mean you know you talk about your friends inspiring you I got I get that sense when I listen to the album it's like yeah. a, there's a lot of your community is that, that is that surrounds you is very present on the album I'm curious if your friends have heard 
the record and like if what they think about it and if they kind of feel like they're a part of it as well I have been trying really hard to keep the record a secret from anyone who hasn't worked on it I've sent my friends little chunks like as we were making it and I've I've given my my really close friends sneak peeks and stuff and for the song Solace I sent it to like 25 people or something to do the group vocals because we couldn't all get them in a studio in the middle of 2020 so yeah I don't are you excited for them to all hear it (laughs) I'm I'm very excited my my friends are I mean I think this is true for hopefully everyone who makes things and has good friends my friends are my biggest fans and constantly bugging me about when they get to hear it and I have to be like suspense that's you know what that's very good of you to to keep it a seat to keep it a secret because i feel like it'll be um yeah it'll be special for all of them once they do get to hear it and and i think that's nice for all of you that's that's the goal curious like what else has helped you get through this past year like music or or um books your cat is at the end of the song solace as well um what has been keeping you sane Mm. in in 2019 my family got a dog her name is chai and considering i i'm a very huggy person and there's only so much that you can hug your mom before she's just like okay get off me (laughs) and yeah um (laughs) just going downstairs for like an hour to just spoon my dog is probably one of the things that's getting me through it lately I've gotten really into podcasts and like specifically this is this is kind of my dad's fault I've gotten really into British comedy which is kind of I don't know laughing is really good to help you through this and then just the fact that I can message with my friends and keep making art, even if it's at a slower pace than usual, 
and the fact that I can, you know, keep my career going without playing shows. I played my first full band show in almost a year for live stream at Blue Light Studios last weekend. And it obviously that was a very emotional thing for me and super important. But I think just the fact that I can keep creating and connecting with people without having to go places was kind of reassuring. Yeah, I watched the live stream. I thought it was really like good. Oh, I thought it so was much. really good. Yeah, I think like Thank you. It made me miss going to concerts and play and jamming with my friends and stuff like that. It's such a it's such like a cathartic thing to do and like yeah. I feel like a real lack of that these days. So it's nice to even just see it. My friend, my bandmate Benny, my drummer, he brought up a really good point after that when I was like basically crying my makeup off after the set because I and basically all songwriters just profit off of going into their deepest personal feelings and I never really think about how draining that is but now I'm at a whole new like baseline level of drained (laughs) and it's it's intense I, I write really personal songs and I write really emotional things and I have to tap into that every time I want to listen to them even and it's just it's it's draining it's it's very intense I love it I wouldn't really want to do anything else with my life but it's it's intense (laughs) I mean I I often um you know imagine going to a show after all of this and I actually I I think you're right I think like I don't think I'm going to be able to go to a show and like not cry like I don't know how else to put it like I feel like it's such a you don't realize how like yeah much you put into just even other people's music like being a fan of it um until it's gone I guess right and then absolutely I'm the person who cries at shows (laughs) you already there I I must admit I it's yeah that has well I've had moments I've had moments but everyone has their moments but I think I'm going to have more moments after this. Yeah. <laughs> I support you. Okay. I, pre- I appreciate that. Um, Kylie, we're out of time. Um, okay. And, but, ha- but, yeah. but I have one more question because I always end yes. by asking for um, a, re- a recommendation of another Canadian yeah. artist um, that you think everybody should check out. So I'm curious who you have to suggest for everyone. Mm. Okay. I'm really biased because I share two bandmates with them, but my my immediate instinct whenever someone asks is to recommend the band Sleepy Gonzalez. They are also from Surrey, like local Vancouver band. Do like shoegazy indie rock. And they're some of my best friends in the music scene. My my bandmates, Benny and Christian, are two of the members. And they're my they're my favorite local band. I love them. Everyone should listen to them. They're fantastic, and they're really great people. There you go, Sleepy Gonzalez. Um, yeah. Kylie, thank you so much for talking to me. What a, an honor thank and you a privilege so it is, and I'm, I can't wait for everyone to hear this record. I think it's it's um, beautiful and special, and um, I can't wait to see what's next. I think lots of thank good you. things. So, uh, yeah, I wish you all the best, and thanks so much. Thank you so much.
20 or 20 is brought to you by dominionated canada's best canadian only music website in my opinion to discover your next favorite canadian artist follow us at dominionated on all the social platforms visit the site dominionated.ca subscribe to our patreon for one dollar a month you get an exclusive mp3 uh, every month from a different canadian artist that's brand new please consider uh, supporting us on patreon we would really appreciate it our theme song and original music is by taylor barrow you can follow him at a really slow runner on instagram there are no vowels in that other than the a the show is produced by me mackenzie cameron you can find me on instagram and twitter at mackenzie cameron no vowels in cameron please like subscribe rate whatever on your preferred podcast platform uh, you can email me, mac at dominionated.ca, with any questions, comments, concerns, guest suggestions. Would love, would love to hear your suggestions, please. Um, how great is Kylie? I really think that uh, the world is their oyster, so I feel pretty lucky to have had the chance to speak with them. Next week, oh boy, I have what I believe is the first ever podcast interview with Arm's Length. They are an emo band from Quinty West, or as the uh, American publications are saying, uh, they're from Ontario. I don't want to confuse anybody. Things are a bit wild in the arm's length world, and I'm very excited that uh, all three members of arm's length are going to be on the show next week. So tune in for that, and until then, be well. Peace.